Oh my god, hi! Welcome back to Queer Perspective, hosted by your favorite gay lesbian duo, Andrew and Noemi. Woo! <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. So today's episode is parents part two. Well, my therapist said. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys listened to our last episode, um, it was about my parents because my father passed away recently. Mm -hmm. um, and then we went in depth into my feelings with my father and how his views kind of were projected onto me and how that affected my life. And then that was literally like an hour and a half of just like good old fashioned therapy of talking about how much I both love, but also have conflicting feelings for my dad. Mm -hmm. And then we're here and then it was like non thought they could get away without talking about their parents. And I was like, wait a minute. I spent an hour and a half talking about my dad, but you've had a couple of developments with your parents. So, <laughs> so we decided to do a part two on parents. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's start off. What was the big development that you had with your parents? Okay. So, the the big development that I had with my parents is that um, I came out to my mom. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I mean, I know so some people, like, I mean, there's always that, I feel like nowadays that's a little bit, like, as long as you're safe, come out. We're not yeah, for enforcing sure. it. For but sure. But go on, you came out. Yeah, so I came out, I came out to my mom. Um, and in true um, mom fashion, she told my dad. So <laughs> yeah, so that's my, my coming out story. Now. I told um, my mom, and then she told the family. But I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> no. I mean, it's not cool, but also I'm like, whatever. It's in the past. It's life. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm like, it, it's not that I would have preferred to like tell my dad like. Because I, I don't think the process of coming out is fun. Um, but I also know that, like... I'm, like, in my head, I'm, like, so you outed me? But then I... Mm, you know? Damn. Okay, fair. Um, um, we had ourselves a yeah. little, like, powwow before this recording to sort of, like, organize our thoughts. And the conversation we had is that you pretty much, before coming out and after coming out, you pretty much had two different mindsets with your parents. Yeah. I mentioned that like before all of this, whenever you talked about your queerness or your parents, they seem to be mutually exclusive things. But mm -hmm. you talked about how they actually weren't. Um, if yeah. you want, you could probably start off of like how pretty much you were triggered <laughs> when dealing with your parents. It's like tr until... just triggered all the time. Yeah, because um, I think it's like, yeah. Yeah, I. I had some some issues. <laughs> I just and sentence end like I just you know I had some it's like issues. I had problems. Anyway, had... end of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talk to you guys um, next month. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's like if, if you want to organize your thoughts. I think yeah. since I talked about the past two years, yeah, you could probably talk about how 
you because it's like honestly i don't feel like you really came into your own queer self you didn't burst out of the cocoon as you will until mm-hmm. you moved out of your parents but you had a very i'm gonna say not good relationship yeah. with your parents when you moved out so yeah. you could probably start like your feelings like i remember like you moving out was tumultuous the whole honestly the whole thing like leading up to yeah. the year leading up to it um the summer prepping for it the year afterwards like it was just like that that two-year like period was just mm-hmm. like up and down fighting like just mm-hmm. me feeling so angry and like you know feeling a lot of like resent resentment so though i'm like let's start from the beginning uh yeah. a way way long time ago i don't know i don't know how these stories go but like what um, year was it are we, were we where are we starting off on like, tumblr mean... was the lead <laughs> My right. romance was the leading band. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um basically, I mean I've talked about it before, but um I didn't uh my teen years, I didn't like grow up with my parents or develop mm, yeah. during my teen years like with my parents. So I started I started living with my mom like when I was 18 and I had left my parents' house and left Haiti when I was like 12. So that was like you know the the chunk of the years where i found out like let's say the most about myself um uh, you know up until like the, recently because i i found out 12 and 18 was when you yeah. were living with your aunt okay yeah that's when i was like living with my aunt i wasn't really talking to my parents that much because if i'm being honest the like when you're a kid and like you're growing up like the relationship that you have with your parents are like it's it's not very conversational it's more observation based because yeah. you know you know, you see your parents do stuff and you're like, haha, what's that? And then they do the same thing for you. They're like, how was your day at school? Like how it's like situational and like observational, yeah. but it's not very like conversational. I basically didn't know how to talk to my parents. Um, very honestly. It was just like it was like trying to bridge the gap between like it's like you want to be physically close with someone, so you call them and you have these really long calls, but you don't have anything to talk about. Like that's what it was like. Um, and I think and it's not because like there wasn't anything to talk about. I just didn't know how to talk about them. Like I yeah, didn't have the words to articulate. Yeah, like all of the stuff that was like um, happening. I don't want to say like the stuff that was going on in my head, but the stuff that was happening, I had no way of like articulating or or really. Just it was it was hard. Like it it was it was hard. It was but hard. like I'm not gonna go into it. But yeah. So at 18 was when um i moved in like with my mom and then like 19 was when like my dad started living with us so then from that point on i was living with them until i was 22. You yeah moved out when you were 22. i did wait wow was i <laughs> though i'm like how how old am i i'm wait okay i, I, <laughs> wait, I lived with them until i was 23 because okay. i'm you know, for a minute, I was like, how old am I? Um, I'm 24 right now. Mm-hmm. That was this year. Last year was yeah. 23. Yeah, so I lived with them until 23. Yeah, I forgot for a minute. Uh, thanks for catching <laughs> that. Because I would have caught it. <laughs> so it's like 22. I was like, I felt young. That's all. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. I was 23. Um, okay. So I lived, um, you know, from 18 to 19 uh, to 23, like, with my parents. But the thing is, like, um, with queerness, like, I came... Like, I don't want to say, like, I came into my queerness, like, without my parents, but I discovered it without them. 
like as in i wasn't living with them like in their household therefore like it developed kind of by itself you know um i didn't have to yeah like i i didn't have to think about um you know how what it would be like because i mean like i was scared of like my aunt finding out but it wasn't really like a like the fear of like a an aunt finding out versus like a parent finding out is different i think like the yeah. the skills are are different um but at the same time like i knew that my my aunt didn't have my parents are very very like attentive um and i don't mean that in any way that's like a, a negative way like i just mean that like you know the way like i mean attentive in the way that like your parents know everything about you because they've literally been raising you from the time that you were like a young kid like that's how i mean yeah so it's like i think if i was if my parents had like seen that part of me like during that time like maybe they could have figured it out or like maybe i don't i don't know i'll never know but i just knew that like the amount of attention that i would have gotten from my parents was not there with when i was living with my aunt so there was there were like a lot of things that i um it like my career just developed by itself like the same way that i would stay up on like tumblr and like talk to friends and like have crushes and like write fan fiction uh-huh. and like i would talk to my cousins about like being gay as fuck and like shit like that <laughs> like it was just like you know it it grew by itself um then i moved in with my parents and it was still like a separate thing because like everything in my life like honestly up until this point was like separate from my parents it was like I drove myself to school. I drove myself to work. Like I had, um, I paid for like everything that was like, I paid for my own, um, like, and at that point, like I didn't pay for my own insurance, but anything that had to do with like car repairs, like I paid for myself, like school clothing, like anything that like my job could pay for, like I paid for it. So a lot of, yeah. So a lot of things I paid for my own phone, like a lot of things that, that were going on in my life were very very separate from my parents um at that point do you feel like you were doing that because you were already accustomed to being like on your own because you were living your own and then just sort of like oh and now my parents are here it was it came from it honestly it happened because while i was living with my with my aunt it was just it became more and more um apparent that like if there were specific things that i wanted my the heartstrings that you can tug at with your parents don't really exist yeah with another adult therefore all of my whims where i was like oh my god i need this one direction i get that thing like my aunt would be like like... my would be like get a job and shut up like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you know um so i did i got a job um i got a job and i started buying um like and you know it wasn't anything that was like super lucrative but it was like i got a job and yeah you got um, a job when you were young and you got yeah you never able to buy your one direction posters or whatever that meant Um, that like i i was buying you know stuff that like facilitated my life in a way where it was like i could buy gas to like go to an event or go to school or like go to my job or um you know just things like that like certain items Uh of clothing clothing um things like that so by the time i moved in with my parents like a lot of those things were were self-facilitated um Uh and my my parents also weren't managing my like nobody was managing my life basically it was me managing my life so it was like i managed my own schedule my own classes nobody was checking my classes because i was in college at that point nobody was really Uh checking my grades or anything like that um so and you were very self-sufficient at a young age Uh yeah Okay, that's 
Very Capricorn so, of you. <laughs> very what? Capricorn of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not saying it's a yeah. good thing. I'm just saying it's a very yeah. Capricorn thing. <laughs> you were very self-sufficient, and that mm-hmm. kind of, I feel like, lend into the fact that you felt like you weren't that, especially in your more, like, queer, developmentary stage in your life, that you weren't that close to your parents. Is my, that what you were trying to say? My parents just didn't have a say in what I did. Because I, yeah. I spent, like, 90% of my time working or going to school or being on campus Uh so it's like and even while i was like in high school it's not like my aunt was like oh don't get any boyfriends like i don't recall my aunt ever saying that to me ever like Uh if anything like my aunt was like bitch you don't have any friends like that's pathetic (laughs) and i was kind of like okay (laughs) i was like shit don't call me out like that but um yeah i i wasn't um dating anybody like in in high school but like there was nobody to tell me like don't go and date people um and like in college too like when i was interested in people like it's like it i realized that like there i didn't need to like there my parents couldn't stop me like they yeah what would they do like take my car away and then i wouldn't be able to go to college like it's like they wouldn't yeah. be able to like do anything yeah um, i get it by the time they yeah. were back in your life you were already like mm-hmm. an adult so yeah and they weren't there to like instill the fear of like it's like you know how there's some kids that have that fear of like oh i don't know what my parents is going like my parent is going to do but they're going to like restrict me in some way like by that time i already had evidence that they couldn't restrict me therefore i didn't i already had evidence i had like i had facts like they couldn't do shit (laughs) yeah and a lot of the uh, stuff like i was making stuff like happen for myself like i was applying for like my own jobs like um you know taking my own classes like applying for my own scholarships like things like that like filling out my own fafsa like you know it was like uh-huh. at a certain point it's like okay i get you mom but like i'm yeah. doing the shit you know it's like i'm so, an adult uh i get shit done i was like yeah. i am a taurus sun capricorn moon <laughs> shit gets done yeah to be honest yeah um, so I think from that point on, it was just like, I saw them as separate because apparently, like, you know, visually speaking or, or whatever, like in real life, like they were separate things. Now, I don't know from and and the thing is, like, I was very, um, I was very defensive about it. You know, like, it was both from necessity, because like, my parents and I like my, the way my entire family like were immigrants. So it's like, there was a necessity for me to, to be working and to be self sufficient. But at the uh-huh. same time, like, I also was very defensive about that because I was like, this is what's allowing me to be like a person. This is what's allowing me to to uh, follow my interests and to buy yeah. the things that I want to buy f- for my own personal development, blah, blah. So that's why, like, you know, I, I had a couple like I had like two boyfriends uh, that my like my first boyfriend, my parents knew about, uh-huh. um, but they never met him. And then my second boyfriend, like they um they met him and stuff like that but that's why like when my parents and i like we had like certain circumstances where like my parents would be like you can't do that and i would just be like what (laughs) like i would be like why not um and it was just at that point like i realized that there were some things that i couldn't do because my parents would make it a living hell in our house and not in a Uh... way where it's like it was like oh you know super duper like abusive or anything but it was just like you know like when somebody doesn't leave you alone about something or like you yeah. can tell they're obviously angry about something yeah. um yeah and i at the time like i didn't have my own space so uh-huh. it was just like it was if like as somebody with anxiety it was unlivable like genuinely Got it. so okay. from that point on there were a lot of things that i would opt out of because like 
I was prioritizing my peace, like at home. Um, Can you give us like, like um, examples of what they would do? Like, would they just like hound you? Because again, this is before you even came out. So they mm -hmm. were already hounding you on what exactly? Just having a boyfriend? Dude, like going out, having a boyfriend, like um, literally anything. Like normal shit? Yeah. Like anything that <laughs> oh, didn't okay. align when our friend group in university was trying to go to, to the conference, to that Bea conference. Um, and yeah. it was like, I was trying to get an internship. And yeah. I was telling my parents, like, I was like, yeah, you know, through this program, like they're going to fund us. They're going to pay for the hotel room. Like, this is the stuff that I'm going to have to pay for, but it's very, like, I'm just going to have to pay for my flight and everything else is paid for. It's a career fair. Like, that's where a lot of people get their internships. Yeah, it's late a lot of people year. got internships when they went to Vega. I, yeah. I got an internship when yes, I went to Vega. You Bay. did. You got a really good internship, too. With a good right? Thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I had spent, like, the previous, like, semester applying to internships and not getting anything. Like, I wasn't getting any responses. Yeah, or the conference was, getting, like, was the one. Yeah. So then I, I literally, oh my God, even when I told my parents, like, cause my parents didn't know that I was like applying the previous semester, like that I was applying to internships and stuff and getting uh -huh. rejected, rejected. But I literally looked at them and I was like, if I do not go, I will not have anything to do this summer. And then this is the beginning of the failure of my career. <laughs> do you understand? And my parents were like, <laughs> my parents were like, okay, but I don't really see, like, I remember my dad word for word. He was like, I don't really think that you need to go to this conference though. And I was like, uh, respectfully, no. dad, respectfully, how would you know? How would you know? There's no way for you to know. Um, and at that point, like they were just so uncomfortable with it. And they were like, I don't know that you need to do all of that. And I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Like, I was like, I'm going to get two suits. I'm going to prep my resume. I'm going to go to all these workshops and I'm going to make okay. it happen. And then I did. I made it happen. Why so, do you think your parents, I mean, like, this is good, but why do you feel like you're, because I think the stories you've told me a lot is always just like, they were kind of like, don't leave the nest. That was always their, their mentality. Why do you think they were so, I don't is it just because they were like, don't leave us? Or is it, do you think there was something else to it? I don't, I don't know what it is about leaving that like freaks out my parents so much. I... And there's, I don't think there's a way for me to like properly understand without like my parents un like explaining yeah. it. But what I've heard from like my parents and like their siblings, my aunts and stuff like that, is that like no, like in Haiti, no one leaves. Like you yeah, don't leave. Like, like you Hispanic, stay with your. Yeah. You stay with your like you go to high school, then you go to like a local college, you stay with your parents until you find some. And in in my parents' case. My parents built our house. My childhood home is built on top of my my dad's childhood home. So they never really left. <laughs> they never really left. And the thing is, like, Keep, there's no okay. infrastructure for, like, at least in Haiti, to, like, move around in a way that's, like, comfortable. It's, like, when you find a good house, you stay there for, like, a really, really long time. Mm. Because you're not guaranteed, like, to find good housing, like, in other places or safe housing in other places. So it's, like, my it's, parents already own yeah. the property. And then yeah. my dad was like, okay, we're just going to build on this. And then that's where I grew up. They stayed in the same, like, it was all of my aunts and, you know, my my dad's um, brothers, um, uncles, and then, um, or not uncles, um, cousins and sisters that left. But he stayed. So it's like, it's, it's the idea of, like, no one leaves. And I don't think they ever yeah. saw that in their life unless it was, like, for necessity. Like, I think my aunt the aunt that I live with, she understands a lot of like what I'm going through right now or what I went through like last year because she kind of did the same thing. Like after I think she went to 
university in, in Haiti. Uh -huh. She was like, she was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling the vibe here. And then she left to the United States. And uh -huh. <laughs> I don't, I think at that point, like she was like the eldest um, sister. Like, I don't think people understood. I don't think her siblings like understood at the time. Um, and, you know, she had to, like, go through it, like, alone. And, like, her parents, like, yeah. she's, she told me that, like, her parents were, like, supported and stuff like that. But I think they're still, like, because so many people didn't do it, it's, like, you don't understand why somebody would do something like that until you're in the necessity to, like, do so or, like, leave, basically. Yeah. So, and my parents were the uh, last people to leave Haiti. And it was really? genuinely out of, like, ultimate necessity. Like, after my parents left, like, the country all but fell apart. Got it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, that's kind of like the mentality. I know that was a lot in Cuba. Like, mm -hmm. the first people that left in Cuba were the people that were going to be, like, the most affected by communism. So it was, like, the mm -hmm. rich, and they left. And they mm -hmm, could afford mm -hmm. to leave. But once, like, shit started hitting the fan in Cuba, and it started becoming, like, more of a dictatorship... Mm -hmm. um, then people started leaving, um, and mm -hmm. it was kind of like that. It's like we're stuck here until we find an opportunity to leave. So don't exactly, don't yeah, yeah. Um, and like even like in them here, that's kind of like a lot of like the Hispanic culture. Like I know, like not even like Cuban, but like any kind of Hispanic, generally like they stick together. And it's mm -hmm. like they, it's like you have like three generations in one house. No, yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> And, and it's, like, it's the idea that you don't leave until you have to. You don't leave yeah. until you're pushed out. Um, and and I think, like, that's the difference because it's, like, genuinely speaking, if you're able to be, like, even as an immigrant, if you were able to, like, be integrated, like, like in the high school system and the university system and you finesse your way through, like, grants and, like, scholarships and, like, whatever, and you have the, you have the career path and, like, the major that, like, has a lot of, like, uh -huh. funding for those things – you can really like choose to leave. You can choose to leave. You can choose the state that you want to go to. You can choose like where you work, what you do. Um, uh -huh. You know, um, results may vary. Don't take that, like take it with a grain of salt. But that uh -huh. was like my situation. And my parents were like, what do you, why are you choosing to leave? Like, because, because it was never a choice to leave. It's like, if you could I stay, you stayed. I have a question. Do yeah. you feel, because we've been talking a lot about your parents and this is all like, you growing up yeah and um i was wondering this is called queer perspective so do you believe the fact that you knew you were queer um you know you're non-binary you were you like the pussy um yeah do you feel like that was the reason why you were kind of like really pushing to get oh out? yeah one thousand percent like okay i my first relationship with a girl didn't even pan out because i was terrified mine like like uh when i tell you anxiety like i'm an anxious person and i have anxiety about everything but yeah. that week that week quote-unquote that we dated i was anxious. Oh, we dated a week. i was anxious all the time like all <laughs> oh, of the no. time oh like, i could see why that wouldn't work and and it was like i was anxious about everything because i didn't i didn't feel safe at the college where i was because um the group of friends that i had that like really really knew me like for real knew me um were a group of Haitian people and like I didn't care to know at that point if like they were homophobic or not I just did because like mm. somebody from I mean somebody from that group like they looked at me one day and they were like so you like girls and I was like yeah and they were like how do you know and I was like the same way that you know that you like girls like it, it's not it's not rocket science sir yeah but it's like questions like that where I didn't I didn't want to do it I didn't I just wanted to be a person 
and not be questioned. And, you know, I like I was just I was just so socially like awkward, socially anxious, like uh, Mm -hmm. just scared. Um, and then the other thing that I've said before, like Haitian people really, I don't know how, how they make it work in South Florida, but like everybody knows everybody. <laughs> I, I don't know how it works. You know, Haitians work in like mysterious ways. I don't care to know how it works. I just know that it works like that. Um, and yeah, I was just super paranoid. Like, and you know, this was like this really cute girl and she was like, yeah, I like you. And I was like, I like you too, but I'm scared out of my mind. I can't relax. Oh. And like, um, we were supposed to like, go to like a movie um and it was my idea because i was like oh you know this movie like this indie movie like that's my vibe like it's like if i ask somebody out i'm like let's go see this indie movie so then i was like yeah let's go see this movie um and not only was i late i remember how anxious i was but then like at the same time like i was so anxious that i was like i need to break up with her today because if i i don't know if i'll be able to make it (laughs) to tomorrow and i feel so much And I drove to her and I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't even think, I don't even know if I apologize. I just, I just remember being like super like, you know, that nervous energy, like, like chaotic nervous energy. I was like, I can't do it. I just can't mm. do it. Um, yeah. And it sucked. It sucked. Yeah. It um, does sound like it sucks. Yeah. And that was like, that wasn't even like a week. That was like maybe like five days. I want to say it. it's like, it's different. Like I said, yeah. my relationship was like a month when it was actually like four and I felt mm-hmm. that was short. And you were just, just mm-hmm. like, well, my first sexual relationship was a week with a woman. It wasn't, it, it wasn't even, like, sexual or anything. We didn't do anything. Oh, that's even more depressing. We, we like, held hands. <laughs> we, like, held hands. Uh, and then the I got caught up being... in, like, gender roles. I was like, does she open the door? Do I open the door? What do I say? If I, I feel if, like, and, and I was really honestly, in my head, like, I was like, part of me man, wants to explore this. But I also feel like this could be, like, yeah. great for another episode. <laughs> Okay, let's save it, wrap it up, put wrap it in it a takeout box. Because <laughs> it that is like honestly that is true. The anxiety of like yeah. just like whatever, but it's like, do you feel yeah. okay? Going back to the parents' concept, it's like, where do you feel like this like anxiety of like they're gonna find out? Did you fear? Did you fear like just people like Haitians in general finding out, or did you fear like it was somehow magically gonna? come back to your parents was that your biggest fear just your parents knowing or is it just both because so at that time at the time i didn't have my own room so i was like yeah so i was like not having like my own space and not having my own like hidden compartments for certain Mm -hmm. things then and i think that just like bled into like my mind like i just felt like there was no no way to for me to like hide something like it always felt like it's like i had to go out of my way to like have privacy like i had to go out of my way to like be alone and stuff like that um and i just always felt like i was like and and it's not to say that i was like hiding so much stuff mm-hmm. that would warrant me being that scared but i was still very very scared you know because like all my stuff was like always there like i, I don't know i don't i don't know um and then on top of what it, were like, you afraid of like i know you told me before we started recording that you were kind yeah. of in this like worst case scenario yeah were you afraid like is that where you're operating from like you're afraid that they were gonna like kick you out of the house or something it wasn't no my my mind never really went to like oh they're gonna kick me out of the house it was more like i don't want them to know and have that held over my head all the time like i think there were a couple times where like stuff was like you know my 
my mom kept like finding things about my brother like just just randomly like she wouldn't even be looking she would just find stuff my mom is that kind of mom like it's just like stuff just lands on her lap and then she's like what's this and i was like terrified that that was going to happen like in anything regarding like my life you your mom would be like so who's this girl you dated dun 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 you're like how did you know i would be like how how did how did how um because and my mom had like i mean i told you like before but like my mom has said like you know don't hide anything from me because i'll find out and it's not in a way where like my mom is like oh i'm gonna go digging through your life and i'm gonna go through like at that point like all of my social media was like separate from my mom um was private like there was no way for for her to like access it my twitter was like under a completely different name there's no way for her to like trace me on like social media um and there was just like really ultimately like no way but at the same time like i knew some of the stuff that she had found out about my brother was completely accidental like it wasn't there was no linear way for her to get that and she wasn't digging Mm. for anything and that just created like this big fear i was like what if the universe just decides to fuck with me (laughs) i was like what if what if she just fucks with me you were afraid like some sort of divine intervention that dude and when i tell you like even with um and i've said this story before but like the friends that i that i had um at community school the haitian friends they went to a party my brother went to that same party and then they saw my brother they recognized him because apparently we look so much alike and then they approached my brother and then that's how and then my friend my brother goes back home and he's like hey i met your friends today and i was like why would you why why i was like why can't why (laughs) i was like why "Why can't my family yeah i was like why can't my family just not interact with any other part of my life (laughs) Why can't you just stay family? Why do you have to know that I have friends? Like, why? Um, and it was just like, and and there was this. So you had this heightened anxiety of fearing of like anything from the outside world coming in, interacting sure. at all. Um, how mm-hmm. much is uh, how much of that fear? Because honestly, your brother meeting your friends doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But how much of that was fueled because you were afraid that they were going to find out you're queer? Was it like all of it? Or do do you feel like do you feel like that that was just heightening everything? It was because so at that point when I was when I when I had like that that one um what's it called that one relationship that lasted like 5 days. Um yeah. I was very scared. But I think it was just like I there was just a lot of things that I didn't want them to know. Like at that point like I remember I remember when I was living with my parents feeling like we were making up for lost time. Which meant that a lot of the times that I was, like, interacting in my house, it felt like I was a kid, even though I was operating. Like, it's like when I yeah, left you, the house, you had to been, like, I was an adult. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, like, an adult. Um, and it was just that, that dynamic of, like, I know my parents still, they didn't, the, the, the time between, like, 12 and, like, 18, my parents don't have a lot of stuff that will make a linear progression for me up until 18. Um, and... I remember, like, when we were first living on, like, there was just, like, a lot. I just felt like a kid again. Um, yeah. And, like, a young okay. kid, you know? Um, so then, but then when I when I would go to college, I had relationships. I had people that I was flirting with. I was part of drama. Like, I had friends. You know, there were secret parties that I was going to when I was supposed to be studying late at school. Like, it was, like, oh. stuff like that. Where I was, like, it was, like, that duality of, like, oh, I know I need to perform in this way at home. So that I don't I disrupt, okay. I don't disrupt like you know the the progression that my parents need, but at the same time, and that I need because at that point, like I also I was like I've never been with my parents aside from when like I was like twelve, 
so it was like bringing back all of these like things as well okay. but then at the same time like i was like oh because even after my first boyfriend like there was a guy that i was like involved with but they didn't know and that was mm-hmm. one of the guys that my brothers that my brother met at the party and the thing is like my brother saw them and he was like they're all ugly i hope you're not dating any of them <laughs> And I was sitting there and I was like, fuck, like it's just like dragging. It's like this is just dragging. That's funny. Um okay, so I guess it's like you were both at home. You were still like the 12-year-old that child of theirs. Yeah. And then but you were also operating as a 20-year-old when you were on the outside. Yeah. I get I I understand. And then like you wanted to be both the 12-year-old and the 20-year-old because there was that time missing. So any any hypothetical where those two interacted, got it. Just yeah, yeah. I I get that. Um, okay. Um, moving forward. So you were in community. Now we're going into when you were in university, mm-hmm. and um, you didn't experiment with any queerness like that. I just remember because that's just when we we met, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had another boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't think he ever brought up your parents at all. I do remember um, that I didn't bring you were, up with you. I didn't bring me. up with you. Okay. Okay. So now, actually, this brings a lot of context of both of how your parents see you and how you saw your parents leading mm-hmm. up to when you moved to go to graduate school. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I remember this is the time when we were getting close, and I remember you mm-hmm. were. Honestly, ready to fight them at every minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, like, I had spent from, like, 18 up until, like, 23 just mm-hmm. really trying to find a way to make everything okay. Yeah. Like, emotionally for, like, my parents and for me. Because I, what I, and I don't, I don't know. I never really asked my parents, but, like, what I attributed, attributed it to was that, like, my parents wanted me to be, like, this small kid. Um, you know, their young daughter that they knew um, and to basically like progress from that point on because they hadn't seen the progression of me going from young kid to adult. Yeah, and, which is, yeah. And to a certain point, like when my parents had come to, like I was like, I also want to be a small kid and blah, blah, blah. Even though it was hard yeah. for me to do that because there were so many things that like I was already mm. responsible for. Yeah. But what ended up happening is that like at every time that I felt like I was trying to do something like even anything that was related to me becoming more of an adult to develop, to like, you know, try a new experience. My parents were like, whoa, 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 why are you doing that? And it was like, Mm -hmm. that happened. Like when I was trying to go to conferences that happened when I was trying to go to my internship that happened when I was trying to do anything that like, didn't align with like what my parents thought I should be doing. That happened when I got like a boyfriend, every time I would try to go out on a date and we went out, when we, and the thing is, like, we didn't go out. Like, we would hang out with his other friend. So it's like nothing. When I tell you nothing would happen, nothing would happen. But if we hung out, like, almost every Friday. <laughs> it is depressing. But um, <laughs> we hung out, like, every Friday. Um, and every Friday, without fail, my, my mom would have, like, I could tell that, like, it uh, bothered her and it annoyed her. And, like, there were a couple mm. times that we had fights about it, too. Um, every time, like, I went out with you guys or had to stay a little bit later, again fight um it was like any i remember thing, but, like, this i remember you sometimes bring about this but i i get it now yeah um and before this recording you brought up in a very interesting fact or a, a, something you realized after you came out is because it's like 
this was being like a, there was a push and pull about this whole situation because they wanted you to be that 12 year old and now sure. you're actually this 22 year old and that's completely for sure but you also added that there was an extra layer because you knew you were queer and you mm-hmm. were just, just like oh if you're gonna treat my like me like this and you think i'm just a straight kid you were kind of like oh yeah. how are they gonna treat me so you even brought up um this idea like that was also like fueling the fire um, no because in so in so many ways like i was like i felt like i was hitting the mark like i mm-hmm. was like a student that was like somehow was balancing part-time job relationship friends with school school and engineering um good paying part-time job like was responsible on like everything that i was like responsible for mm-hmm. i was hitting the mark and and not to say that I was, like, I had, like, straight A's and I was, like, you know, that kind of, like, genius child walking this earth or whatever. <laughs> but it's, like, I was doing good. And a lot of the times where, like, I, f- I felt like I was, like, okay, let me, like, go to this conference. Let me go to, like, this, um to my internship. Let me, like, have more friends. Let me, like, you know, not work all the time. Like, and just trying to, like, I felt like I was trying to like develop myself as a person and like open up to like new experiences or like just different experiences. And like, it was frustrating because like, not only was I doing all these things that I, that I felt were making me like a really good kid or like a really good child to like my parents, but then they weren't letting me like explore or like, you know, get rewarded for that stuff. It was like, it's, it's like the idea of like after you have like a hard week of like working and like studying all the time, like you want to hang out with your friends. You want to be able to like stay out until like midnight and then just just exist you know yeah um and i felt like i wasn't able to do that without like rules or like without more regulations or without like you know compromising in some way so that my parents would feel better so it was just like really really frustrating so by the time i was like 21 like 22 i was on some shit for real i was like oh my god anybody that wanted to start a fight with me i was there i was ready to go Uh um Uh and it was just because like I was just realizing that if I wanted anything that was like beyond, you know, living in Florida and staying there, I really would have to fight through my parents to get it. Um, So at that point, like after my internship, um, and I don't think my parents had a good time (laughs) while I was away on internship, but they were like preoccupied because they had had just moved to like a new house. Um, And I was on my, I was on my internship and I was sitting there and I was like, I like, it was like that. I met, I was part of like a, another or like a group of interns that like, they were all like 21 to like 24. And like the mm-hmm. person who was like 24 literally had a wife. He had a wife in like his own home. And I was like, what the hell? Because I was like, he was like two years, two years <laughs> away from where I was. And I was like, I cannot even imagine having somebody this close to me all the time. Like, and the other girl, like there was like a there was a girl, she was younger than me. She was like 21. She was living on by herself. She was like living um, I think off campus. She had just gotten like an apartment with like some people that he that she had met like in university or like in her dorm and stuff like that. And I was sitting there and I was like, Yeah, like they were like, Oh, what do you think you're gonna uh. do? And I was like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna like my parents really want me to stay in Florida, um, to get like my master's, even though I was looking at like other universities, like, but my parents really want me to stay home. So I think I'm gonna stay home. And they were all looking at me like they were all looking at me like, bitch, what the hell are you talking about? So there's then, like resentment building on your behalf. Yeah. How dare and- you? As a result, like, I looked at myself and I was like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I was like, because I was like, at that point, I was like 22, 
with my whole life like ahead of me and i still have like my whole life ahead of me but it was like i could decide to do anything at that point and i was sitting yeah. there i was like no i think i'm gonna stay home and be with my parents so that they feel more emotionally comfortable mm. when i knew that i wouldn't be happy like when yeah. i tell you the summer of my internship i thrived thrived yeah. like like i've never seen you know yeah um, and i guess that like instigated like that was like the yeah i need to get out of here it's like when i when i know. left my internship like that's when i started making a plan like i was like this was like um the summer before i graduated um my undergrad i was like this year i'm gonna work my ass off so that i can leave genuinely yeah and then i set off that way um i looked into like the fellowship that i was going to apply to the university that i was going to apply to what i needed to do like you know capricorn moon at work making yeah. it happen um and i told my parents like my parents were like why don't you just stay and i was like no. why would i stay yeah why would you yeah why would i stay okay um because at that point like the research advisor that i had um he was like i mean he's great but holy i was dying like i was like the amount of the stress that i had from being in my research group like i was dying and my parents mm -hmm. were just like but you've already worked with him before like why don't you just work Stay with him here for like, your master's your and you're like hell nah i get and, that i get that and i was like i will die here if i stay oh I my god that. and it was just really hard because like that year building up like it was just me telling my parents like hey now i got accepted now i got the money now i have like you know the funding for me to move um now this is my next plan now i have an internship for the summer that's going to fund my move and then my parents were just like unemotional like just not reactive I mean, not giving anything, not helping me prep, not helping me listening plan. to your story from beginning yeah. to finish. And mm -hmm. I don't want to be like devil's advocate on this whole sort of thing, but it kind of dawned on me this whole situation that it's like, I understand where your parents were coming from because to them, you're still the 12 year old because they lost no, and that's those the years. Thing. That's the know? thing. And that's why, like, I, I think, like, through this, I had to be an asshole because I really had to be like, Am I because the considered part of me would have stayed like I yeah. would have stayed however long and that could have been forever. It could have been, you know, um, and at that point, like I was sitting there and I was like, OK, but like I could just tell if I didn't leave, I wouldn't be able to like grow as a person. I wouldn't be able to find out things yeah. about me. I wouldn't be able I to explore it... my sexuality safely. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to get a second cat, which I have now. <laughs> Very important. I very, mean, now, very like, important. And now thinking about it, it does sound stifling, um, stifling because it's like you're talking about all this stuff, and you're you're going through all these things. And to be frank, it's a very straight lifestyle, very hetero, and it's like <laughs> very hetero, very and it's hetero. Like, Looking back at it, because you came out to the friend group as bi around that time, but it's like there was you. I almost feel like you didn't even want to engage with it because there were so much other things, and that you felt like you couldn't be yourself at home because you're still the twelve year old with your parents. Because it's like when I thought about it, it was like it was the difference between like so that girl that I dated for like a week we tried again and when we tried again like after my my second boyfriend my second like long-time boyfriend yeah, yeah, yeah. um i was thinking it was like with my long-term boyfriend 
I could bring him home and be like, hello, this is the person whom I hang out with every Friday. When I was trying to date the girl a second time, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, well, we can stay in my house at this time. And my parents are at home during this time. And we could also oh. try empty parking lots or just common areas uh, where we could hang out without being like hate crimes. I don't know. Um, because like, yeah. or we could try like yeah. her house when her parents weren't home. Like it, yeah. it's, that's the difference. You know, and it's yeah. like, it's it's but hard also, to like, like switch between hiding and showing and yeah, hiding and showing. On, it's, it's fair. You felt like you couldn't even be that. Yeah, because they were even giving you shit when you had a straight boyfriend. Yeah. And after my internship, I came back home and I was on one because I was ready to fight with anybody. Like, I was like, yeah. bitch, you're not listening to me. I'm going to yell until you do. Or I'm going to ignore you. And I'm going to let you know. I'm going to be like, I disagree with you. Uh, your opinion respectfully doesn't apply to me and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And I kept saying yeah. that for a year to my parents. Like my parents would be like, I don't think so. And I would be like, well, to be honest, um, I don't know what you're basing this on, but I'm basing my opinions on things that have happened to me. And that's what I'm going to follow. And like, my parents were just very uncomfortable with that. I would like, so I, I get it. Like after that relationship, I was like, okay, it's time to start talking. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's yeah. time to just start moving on. Yeah. Um. So we're already hitting the hour mark. So yeah. we have a couple of edits. So let's get to the 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 main the climax. The of juicy all of this. juicy. The yeah. climax of all of this is literally graduate school and you mm -hmm. leaving your parents. Uh yeah. That was a bitch, was it not? <laughs> Just to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um to leave the couple of months like following that up, like I was just I graduate like graduate school in itself oh my god all of it was just like so much like it was like leaving and the the summer leading up to it like i was supposed to have like an engineering internship which like if anybody knows like that pays pretty nicely yeah. and then covid happened so i didn't have that internship anymore so i had to work two jobs i was like an online tutor and i worked at walmart so <laughs> i worked 30 hours at walmart while working like 20 hours at this other place and i did that for like a month and a half and I, there was one of those days where I was like, oh my God, holy shit. Like, you know, it was just like the depression when the depression hits. So finally I saved up all my money. Um, I, you know, rented the car, got all my shit together. Like even when my parents saw me put all my stuff together, they were like, they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I was like <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I am like, going to graduate. That's fucked up. No, I was like, I'm going to. You told to, them, like, right? I'm you going. told them ahead of time, right? Yeah. 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 To yeah. be like, oh, you um, actually going through with this whole graduate shit? Okay. The thing is, like, every time I was talking to my parents, they were like, yeah, but COVID, and, like, they closed the public schools, and I was like, I don't care. I told these people that I was going to be in New Jersey at this time. I'm going to be in New Jersey at this time. I don't care. I don't care. Mm -hmm. So I didn't book a plane. Like, I rented a car so that we could drive. I told them I was going to take my cat with me and stuff like that. They were like, how could you? And I was like, bitch, no, but it's I'm taking care of the cat. I'm taking the cat with me. Anyways. So we do this whole thing. I drive up to like Virginia. Um, my aunt there helps me a whole ton. We go to Costco. She buys half of Costco for me. Um, I still have <laughs> stuff that she bought me like last year oh, from Costco. Nice. Yeah, it was like super nice. Um, then I get I get to New Jersey, you know, like a couple weeks later. Um, and like my cousins and some of my aunts, like they help me set up. They clean some of the place. Um, like when I got here, like my first apartment here was like, oh, it was just dark and dirty if i'm being honest dark and dirty um and that's 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 the summary so it was just like 
it was hard. I remember like my cousin stayed with me for like a week just so I could feel better. Um, and then I started like living by myself, um, graduate school. Um, nobody could have like prepared me for this, but graduate school is a bitch and a half, honestly. Um, and that first semester was hard. It was, it was just hard. Honestly, um, I remember during that whole time, going back to the, the thesis of this whole episode, um, I remember we, our conversations. This is when our, our friendship is blossoming into what it is yeah. today. But I remember that a lot of the conversations you would have is just is like about your parents. But mm -hmm. generally, the vibe was like, my mom called me today and I just wanted to say fuck you to her face. And I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Yeah. You're like, you're like, no, I mean, but why would you do that? And I was like, <laughs> why wouldn't I? <laughs> it's like, like fuck her. I'm like, but for real, like what? I was, when I tell you, I was really, really angry and everything that my parents, like any way that they tried to relate to me was just really triggering to me because yeah. I felt really, really betrayed. If I'm being honest, like I felt really betrayed um, because Why? I was telling them, I was like, I was, it felt like graduate school or like everything that I had worked towards for like years up until that point like this was like my biggest project ever me moving yeah. to new jersey was like my biggest project of my life i'm like i'm a young person so it's like yeah. when i when i tell somebody i'm like i saved up all my money worked on this for a year that's a big thing yeah um, it was and and i was trying to like involve my parents and and i think it it was worse mm. because like my parents weren't that involved and i saw other people that i didn't ask to be it's involved true. come and help me and it yeah. just, it was like a shit ton of salt over the wound. It was like just salt. <laughs> <laughs> just... I get it. Because it is true. I remember when you were trying to get over here, the way that they dragged their feet in helping you. And I was, I always thought it was like, but like, it was like, oh, we're 12 year old is leaving. You know, I get it. But it's also like, that's not cool. Literally, you're becoming to be a doctor. <laughs> a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, nor other parents would be supportive, but yeah, I could see that kind of did damage too. At a certain point, like my threshold was so over the brim. Anything uh -huh. that my parents would say, I would be like, stop. I would be like, don't, no. <laughs> like, I would be like, if you're, if you are asking me like how I am, and then I tell you one word to answer, that's all you can have. Like that uh -huh. was, that was where I was at at that point. Um, and then it was just really, really bad. Like with, with COVID and stuff like that, like, I was like, I was telling my my parents like I'm not gonna go back home because it's like it's too much risk to like fly back. I'm gonna go with my family up north. My parents are like, how could you, like how could you not come back? All this yeah, stuff like they were having like a really hard time. I'm sitting here like having my my first queer relationship and kind of like trying to survive oh, yeah. depression. Was, damn, that was the first. Well, you had this is your second queer relationship, but if, if, for anybody who's this is uh, Baltimore that. Uh, no one's talking about. <laughs> we we'll talked so about funny. it last time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So it was just like I felt like I was genuinely trying to build a house of cards, and my parents. I just felt like their presence was like the threatening table. the house They're of like, cards. Yeah. 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 I'm like, stop shaking the fucking table, please. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to like, make this house of cards. Like, stop. How um, much was it, do you actually think, like, your parents being antagonistic? And how much it was just plain anxiety on your part? And you were just sort of projecting that on them? I think, I think there was a lot of projecting. I can't quite say how much of it was projecting. But I think my parents could pick up that mm -hmm. I was just really angry. Like, you know, yeah. like, 
I think at a certain point, like my parents were just like, whoa, like this is like way beyond anything that we could like, because my parents would try to be like, let's talk, let's blah, blah, blah. And I would just, I would just be like, no, no. And I would be like triggered as fuck. And I would be like, no. Yeah. And I would be like on my shit, like, you know, angry. And like my parents would, would also be like frustrated and like angry as well. But I think, you know, the same way that I could tell that like they weren't really taking it well. Like I think they could also tell that like what they were trying just wasn't working for me. Yeah. Um, but I think I think leading up to it, leading up to that state definitely like was warranted. I think during the time that we were talking, there were some things that like like I remember my therapist at the time like she would tell me all these tips where she was like okay well if you feel like your parents are saying all this stuff and like you know antagonizing yourself like 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 that like cut the conversation short and this was like a white therapist and I was like you really don't understand you really don't understand like non-white parents huh <laughs> it's like, like you, you really don't, don't cut a conversation with your like Hispanic or black parents. it's like even don't. if you cut even if you cut the conversation, like, it's, like, next week, they will chase oh, don't remember you. that they, shit. No, like, rem- they'll chase you down. <laughs> yeah, that, too. That, too. They'll be, like, bitch, hello? I was this on the phone. This is not done you. until I think right? it's done. <laughs> like, the amount of times that, like, my mom sent me, like, voice messages back to back to back. Like, yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> you know? And it was just, like, frustrating because, like, um, I just, I, th- I think, like, there was a good part of it where, like, um you know, it was warranted. I just felt super, super sensitive. So it's like my reactions to it were like a lot more, um, with a lot more like energy with a lot more like anger than like, I think Uh before. And my parents were just like, Whoa, dude, (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And I would just be like, what do you mean? Whoa. (laughs) So it was just like being at that constant state of like, just annoyance. Yeah. Yeah. So all we you've been really speaking for an hour and ten minutes about like <laughs> this like bitter relationship that you have with your parents because it's like I honestly hearing from that this whole story I was like I can't hundred percent blame them because it's like you mm-hmm. know you were gone for a chunk of their life for your childhood was pretty your teenage years gone from them mm-hmm. um, and they kind of wanted it back but you still wanted your independence and that was just yeah. it wasn't meshing and when you got over here with the anxiety of the graduate school, uh, with uh, Voldemort, all that kind of stuff, just compounding, it was just a tumultuous mm-hmm. thing. What the fuck changed? Because you came out to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's like, I see it, I see it, I see it, but it's like, I know the results. You came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing. It was, it was like that same feeling. Like I remember when I want, when I was thinking about uh, leaving my parents or leaving Florida, it was like that intense feeling of like that, just me knowing that if I don't do it, um, it's going to limit me in some way that I can't, that is like, I can't quite tell, but it's going to be like a big limiting factor. Right. So I kept thinking about it and like, literally months leading up to it like i remember like my birthday this year um i had a conversation with my cousin where i was like dude like i i kept talking about this where i was like i feel like my parents don't know and i feel like i need to tell them like i feel like like it's just what i need to do and i wanted to start prepping for it and then and at that point too like i felt really really angry so i wanted to like do it like a angry like wild card like i would I wanted to do it in a way where it was like, like oh, you're, you're disappointed. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're disappointed and you don't like me now. Well, 
I'm gay. What are you gonna do now? Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, like I wanted to like weaponize it, you know, and like my therapist at the time was like, maybe don't maybe I'll do that. Maybe what do you mean? When it's like this is like a very healthy way to do it. What are you talking right? about? Right. I was like, bitch, I can use my sexuality any way that I want. Thanks. I was like, <laughs> I could weaponize my queerness. Goddamn. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I kept having these conversations where I was like, I like it was like every conversation that I was having with my parents, like it was like they would say, like, oh, I love you. Oh, like, you know, I want to be there for you, I want to support you. And I wasn't able to trust it because I was like, they don't know this part of me. They don't know this part of me. They're saying this and they don't know it. Like, they think that this is, like, the end of it. Like, they think that this is, like, the climax. Yeah, like, like, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, there's... And me, I'm, like, oh, I have an even bigger thing to, like, tell you, you know? Um, And I just wasn't able to, like, believe anything that they were saying. Like, especially, like, we had a big fight, like, over, um, like, in Christmas. So it's, like, anything after that, like, we weren't... We weren't talking... And when we talked, like, my parents would just, especially, like, my mom, my mom would be, like, yeah, I love you. Like, I I miss you. Like, I, like, I'm trying to, like, relate to you. It's just, it's a lot and, like, all this stuff. And I would just be, like, I would be, like, yeah, you think this is a lot? I'm gay on top of it. And I would just, that's, yeah. that's all I would be thinking about. Like, I would be, like, they have no idea. And, like, I would have... You know, like, even my my extended, like, family, like, my aunt, like, I have one aunt, like, every time she calls me, she's, like, dude, like, what the fuck? You never call anybody. And then she's like, you know, people care about you, right? And I was like, and every time in my head, like, I would be like, yeah, but would you care if you knew? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, would you be pressed for phone calls? Like, if you knew that I was gay? Like, and it's like, I kept having these thoughts all the time. It sounds like you were just, like, winding yourself up believing that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because the results were not that at all. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, I, at that point, like, I was... Like, I remember I got my new therapist, like, my current therapist, and then I was, like, talking to her the weekend before, and I was, like, I was, like, I really feel like I need to tell my parents. Like, I don't know when. I'm looking. I'm waiting for, like, the occasion, but I really think that I need to, like, say it or something so I can get past it, right? Yeah. Because at that point, like, I was just, I was hung up right there all the time. I remember the first episode recorded, we talked about, like, coming out and stuff, and you weren't out by then. Uh... And you were just like, uh, uh, like, yeah, you know, just like, uh, uh, it won't happen, but I want to, like, it was that kind yeah. of, like, not, not, a, you didn't want to look at it in the eyes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was I, like, ooh. And, but I so remember, shy. like, a month, well, like, around, I was it around the time my dad died? Oh, yeah. 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 I it was, rem- like, it I was rem- like two or three weeks <laughs> before. It was like two weeks before, I think. I, I think I remember the conversation that I was like, oh, I think you told me. And then it's like a week later or whatever, when my dad died, it's like, yeah. I think you were just more like, yeah, my relationship with mom is okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually, like- <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think so. Because initially, like the week that your your dad passed away, that was when I was in Puerto Rico. And like my mom was like oh, saying yeah. like, a bunch of Bible stuff. Like, <laughs> And I would, just, I would just text my mom. I would be like, Mom, I don't want to fight. So I guess we're just not going to talk. <laughs> that was like okay. that week. And then like the week after, the week after it was like, eh. And then two mm. weeks after it was like, eh, okay. Yeah. And then like eventually got like better. But yeah. But like what caused, because honestly, from your story, it's like, it's like, I feel like there's a plot hole here. Because it's like, um, what it led to because- it? 
it was because like at that point I could tell like the dust was settling. Like it was it was really time for me to stop being like that that angry angry yeah. bitch. Like I was like it's it's either I you know just don't talk to my parents anymore or like I repair it. A lot of people were telling me like you know those are your parents like don't don't cut them off or like whatever. And I was sitting there and I was like okay but how am I supposed to be okay with any of this? And I could tell that like my parents were also trying to like repair it in some way. Um, it was like it was it was starting to be like that time where I really had to start deciding if I was okay with the consequences of me not talking to my parents. Um, and at that point too, like I could tell like my my parents were kind of trying, and I would just the my limiting thought was like i can't repair anything with them i won't be able to like like believe them unless they know i yeah. won't be able to believe anything that they tell me unless they know um because it was like they at that point like they were telling me like we want to be here like we're trying like and i could tell that they were like trying it wasn't like the best try ever but like they were trying yeah. um and i would just i would just freeze up like i'd be like don't get close to me like don't talk to me like i was like stay away you know um and that's when like i was and i had this one conversation like, with my mom um i i spoke with my therapist like i was like yeah i'm thinking about this blah blah, blah. and then like i meant it more as like you know maybe we can like start making like a plan towards it or whatever and my therapist was like also took it in that way and, and she was like okay um and then the next weekend i'm talking to my mom and i'm having this phone conversation with my mom and then i tell my mom yeah such or such like aunt told me that I don't call enough and like that's annoying to me. And I, I just told my mom that like it was annoying. My mom goes into like kind of like defending herself. She's like, well, you don't call. And it's like, you know, when I'm trying to call you, like it's just because like I'm trying to like see if you're still alive, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like I want to see my kid, you know? Yeah. And God then, forbid. And, then, <laughs> and it's like you don't call a lot. And then I would be like, I would be like, yeah, I understand why it happens. Um, I just don't like when people like call out the fact that I don't call. Um and then okay, so you don't mom, like being called out. Got it. <laughs> um, and then my mom, um, like, and oh, and then at that point, like, I remember, like, a couple of days before this phone call with my mom, my dad had called me, and he like, he like, called me, and he was like angry. He was like, "Oh, I see that you never call anybody, so I'm calling you now, um, because you never check in with anybody. Um, but now I guess I found out that you're alive, and I'm just gonna go." Like it was like that's the summary uh -huh. of the, the phone call it lasted for like five minutes and uh -huh. i was like in a walmart and i was like we could talk longer if you want to and like my dad was just like no i'm gonna go and i was talking to my mom i told her about the phone call and then my mom goes okay but like do you realize you're pushing people away that like love you and i was sitting there and i was like i was like why would you say that why would you say that why would you say you that doing. <laughs> it was what you're doing they're not perfect, Ugh. but it is what and, you were doing. <laughs> and I was, I was like, and I started tearing up and like, and then my mom was like, bro, like, like, you know, she just kind of like expanded on that point. Like she was like, bro, like these people, like, like we care about, we're trying to, we're trying, we're trying to relate to you. We're trying to get, we're trying to make a connection and you're uh. shutting people out. Like what's up? And I was like, and I started crying. Cause I was like, yo, why would you, why would you? call me out like i know why she did it but then i was like yeah don't call attention to it but anyways <laughs> well, so <laughs> so i started like tearing up and then my mom was like um i don't remember like what she said but she i think she like calls attention to the fact that i'm like crying and stuff like that and then she was like she was like yeah dude like what's going on like what the fuck 
And then I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I can't tell you. Like, I tell her and I'm like, I can't really? tell you. Um, and then she's like, and now that I've said to my mom that there is something to tell that I feel like I can't something. tell her. Right? My my mom is like, my mom is like, my mom starts guessing. My mom is like, oh! <laughs> That's a fun thing. <laughs> my mom is like, are you pregnant? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I could not be the furthest thing from pregnant right now. You have no idea. Like... <laughs> and my mom like, my mom is like, are your grades bad? Are you like, is school gonna kick you out? And I was like, no. She was like, did you did you crash your car? Um, and I was like, no. Um, and I and then she, when she said that um, that last part, I was like, no, it's nothing. It's nothing like that big and stuff like that. I but then I was like, I was like, I'm gay. And she was like, it just goes quiet. Like it's just quiet. Oh. <laughs> and then and then. <laughs> Oh no. Afterwards, like my mom was like, I could t- she was trying to generate thoughts, but then honestly, she was like, she was like, I don't want to say anything that I'm gonna like regret right now. Yeah. But um I remember her being like, You said this wasn't a big thing, but this is like as big <laughs> as the world. What the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, oopsies. <laughs> okay, you know, that leading up to this point, yeah, that that would be the coming out I would expect. Like literally. Yeah yeah and um and then she was like she was like okay um but then she that phone call like she made a point to like be like i love you and like we'll talk about this soon kind of thing yeah um so then when when we ended the call i was like okay well i did that um all right let's go back on netflix and watch some shows (laughs) (laughs) um and then a couple days go by like i expect her you know the next day or you know like on monday to like like hey here are some thoughts like voice recording blah blah and it's just like quiet like yeah my mom doesn't contact you or anything like that um and then some stuff happened like in haiti and then we talked about that like briefly there was some stuff that we needed to do like on our phone on our like joint account like for our cell phones and then we talked about that and then my my mom like texted me she's like i know we need to talk like i'm still thinking like love you and then i'm like okay we're still we're still gucci um and I, <laughs> how did you yeah. feel in this silence? Were you like anxious or did you feel like you, something was lifted from you? Like you're like, oh, it's out in the open or were you really like, oh, uh, like how did you feel mm. in that, that, that interim? Neither. I, uh. I didn't feel, I wasn't like anticipating anything because at this point, like I was like, and you know, through the great work that me and I, um, me and my therapist are doing, um, she was like, she was just like, don't, don't make it into a catastrophe. Like, you know, just yeah. just relax. Just relax. Yeah. Uh, go out. Get distracted. Like stuff like that. So during this time, like even when I felt myself like thinking about it in like a catastrophe kind of way, like I was like, okay, let's really back it. You know, let's yeah. take it back. I don't really remember. I I didn't really feel anxious because I was like, I was like, I mean, at that point, I was ready to. I was risking it all. I was ready to risk it all. Yeah. Like I was. Yeah. I was sitting there. I was like, okay, if they disown me, like. It's not. It's gonna suck like emotionally, but it's not that. It's it's not that bad. Okay. Um, um, and if it was like, but I didn't think that that was gonna happen because like my mom had made a point to be like love you so many times and like yeah to be like compassionate yeah. through it um and not be like super triggered about it. So then yeah. I was like okay. Um, the thing is, the week after that, I went to Puerto Rico. Oh. 
Um, uh. And I told my parents about it, and my mom sends me this message. She's like, she's like, do whatever the like, do whatever the fuck you want, since I can tell that like you don't care like what other people like what other people's opinions are. Um, and that started the the thread of like it was like Bible stuff, Jesus stuff. Don't tell the family. It was like, um, it was like, uh, you're choosing, you know, like, why would you choose this? Like stuff like that. And I, and I just remember like reading all of this and I was like, I was like, yo, do you really think, do you really, really think that gay people choose to be gay and choose to be rejected by the world and choose to be like disowned for who they are? Like, do you really think like people wake up and they're like, yo, I'm on some shit today. Like, I want everybody to hate me. <laughs> it's like I want to be persecuted. Yeah. Like no one no one wakes up. I mean, okay, I'm going to say generally speaking, not a lot of people wake up and they're like I'm on some shit. I want everybody to hate me and to discriminate against me or whatever. Um and I just remember like saying that I sent like other stuff as well like to my mom because I I just couldn't let the Bible stuff go. I couldn't let it yeah. go. Um but yeah, and then like, you know, we were, we did like a little bit of back and forth. And I just remember like, I was just like, bro, like I, I was like, we obviously have different opinions. Um, and I don't think we like, I was like, we obviously have different opinions and I'm not, it's not important enough for me to be like, oh, I'm right. And you're wrong. And like, you have yeah. to accept, like, I was like, I was like, honestly, I'm, I don't want to fight with you. It is what it is. Like, it's like, I'm gay. That's it. It's just yeah. like, no matter what you say, no matter how much, like, you're like, oh, the Bible and, like, Jesus and, like, da-da-da, it's, it's not going to change. The fact yeah. that I like pussy is not going to change. That's, yeah. that's just... And, and I want to say, um, for everybody, I'm not associating the fact that, like, pussy with gender. Yeah. Yes, I just like but it, because I, I just, pussy's a funny I word, like so I like saying it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. But... It's just like at that at this point, like I'm just queer. It's just yeah. That's just it. It doesn't matter how much back and forth we do. Doesn't matter how much talk we do. That's just what it is. Um, and then kind of left it alone because I was honestly at that point I was like in Puerto Rico. I was really trying to have a good time and get yeah. out of my head. Yeah. So, and I had really really spotty cell phone <laughs> service while I was in Puerto Rico anyways so oh, it was shit. just like I just really... remember like I remember when yeah. you were in Puerto Rico when my dad was in the hospital yeah yeah, yeah. I remember no, it was and you like, like you called me you called me and you're like yeah my my dad passed away and I was like yeah interesting yeah. that this was all going on at the same time the same timeline uh, um so okay yeah how do you so feel now this happens after all of this because that was have to have been a couple of months ago now at this oh god fuck it's been a couple of months that was yeah. like a or, no, no we're, not, like we're in november months. we're in november like my two, dad died on the second of september so That's two been months like now. two months around yeah a month. yeah two months now so i mean so during that week i was like really i was ranting um i ranted a lot like on the first two days like to, with the people that i was like traveling with then at some point I was like, you know, what? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm so That's like fair. it was making me upset. I was like, I don't, I don't want to think about this. Like I don't, I'm not trying to be on this energy level like at all. Um, uh -huh. Then my brother, I text my brother and I'm like, hey, did mom like talk to you about like X Y Z? And then my brother goes like, yeah, she tried to, but I like shut her out basically. And I was like, what did you tell her? And he was like, he was like, I that I don't care. Like it's like that's like 
he was talking about me. He was like, that's my sister. Like, I, it's not going to change my mind. Like, I'm not on some homophobic shit. Like, yeah. um, and I'm, you know, and he basically just like shut her out. And like, when I read that, I started crying so much. <laughs> like, I, we were like eating lunch <laughs> and I was like texting my brother and I had yeah. to leave because like my, my two friends, I mean, my cousin and my friend were like talking. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to go outside and cry for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So then I went outside and cried for a little bit. But it was, like, happy. It was, like, just glad yeah. because it was, like, it was, like, that. That's what I needed at that point when I was, like. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it felt like I was, like, just really trying to put it aside um, with my mom. Like, I was, like, okay, um, I don't have to figure it out now, but I'm going to have to figure it out eventually, like, whatever. And, like, my brother just saying that, I was, like, okay, at least it's not everybody that. Yeah hates me or at least it's like not hates me but like is pushing back you know at least there's somebody that's like that's like you know i don't really care and then or it doesn't really matter um and that felt really great and then that's from that point on i think that gave me like a lot of confidence of like of like it gave me like the perspective of like okay even if there are people that are like pushing back and like whatever um it's like there's still people that are like i support you and i like you uh, and you know stuff like that so it gave me perspective and it gave me like i think that boost that like love boost that i needed um at the time and then there were a couple of like awkward weeks between the puerto rico yeah. time and um i i went back to florida for like for a weekend for my niece's um baptism so i went there for for like a weekend a couple weeks like i want to say like two weeks maybe after uh -huh. puerto rico and i went back and i was sitting there and I was, I was anxious as fuck like i was like oh my god what if my mom corners me and she tells me to go to church and she sprinkles that holy water on me like i don't know i don't know what my mom is gonna do burst into flames no dude i was like i don't know what my mom is gonna do um i don't know what measures she feels like she has to take but then my mom like just had a heart like my mom saw me because I was home for like a little bit before she came um, from work and she saw me and, like she hugged me and then she was like tearing up and stuff like that. I think she was just like really glad to like see me yeah. and I felt a lot of like relief because I was like I I was just so glad to not be met with like anger or like disappointment. I you don't know? think they ever but in your stories they never met you with anger maybe disappointment but they never met you with anger. Yeah. You gave them anger. But they were just like, yeah. stay, please stay. They never, yeah. never angry at you at all. Um, at least I, from your, from literally a biased perspective. From I don't yours, think it was like, ang. I don't think <laughs> I don't think they were angry a lot of the time. I think they were frustrated a lot of the time. Yeah, frustrated, but they yeah. were never angry at you. Mm -hmm. um, you were angry at mm -hmm. them, but they were never angry at you. I think a lot of the times that I spent like in New Jersey, they were like angry <laughs> yeah. at me. Um, but I didn't really see I it. Think. You know. Yeah, more, so, I would say more frustrated. Yeah, but yeah. I get that. So um, from that yeah, point so on, like, now, my mom hugs me. Yeah. You know, she's like, she's like, basically, she, she like says, like, I'll never reject you. Like, I'll never, yeah. you know, oh, that's sweet. kick you out kind of thing. Like, she loves me, like, all this stuff. You know, all that mushy, yeah. mushy, gushy stuff. Yeah. So now we're here. So how do you feel now? It's all in the, um, all in the open. You had a tumultuous. How, do you feel hope for the future with you and your parents? With you and your mom? I I don't know if that's too 
too much to ask for. So I think I'm holding back on like being like super yeah. duper like optimistic. Like me asking you for optimism is like Andrew. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, yeah. Um, I think what's been nice though is that I can tell how much I was like holding back. Yeah, and like how much I didn't like how much time I spent even before you know like graduate school stuff like how much time I spent keeping my parents at like arm's length like I just was always scared that my my parents and I would get really really close that we would be like besties and and like they would know everything about me except for that one thing and then they would find out that one thing and they would be like bitch (laughs) not this um and that would be like the end of it you know like like, yeah I was I was like terrified of that so I kept and I think, like, you know, it kind of rippled into, like, my life. But, like, yeah. I kept them very much at arm's length. Like, I was like, whoa, whoa. Like, even any time that, like, they would be like, oh, I can help you with this. I would be like, whoa, whoa, I got it. Uh, <laughs> sit down, please. Um, I'm responsible over here um, mm-hmm. and can provide for myself. Um, it was like, and that was, like, my protection, right? It was like, oh, I could do this. Yeah, myself. I think I, I could, saw, like, find like, other people that, that can help me. Yeah. That hyper independence is a, like a trauma response. Yeah. Like I don't need anybody, so I can't get hurt. You know, it's that. yeah. And like, and now I'm realizing in the way that there's just like a lot of relief. I do feel like this is the point where I'm like, oh, okay, like I can start building yeah. a genuine relationship with my parents. Like it wasn't sense. as bad as you thought. It wasn't bad at all. To be honest, it's like it's like I feel like this is like the yeah. average kind of yeah. Like response. It was like a little bit of Jesus stuff, and then yeah. you know, compromise. Yeah, yeah. I'm optimistic for your relationship with your parents because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a lot of it um, from your story is just projections on your your own insecurities and your yeah. own fears of being persecuted. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, it, your sounds like your just parents just love you like any parents, and that's something good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. This is going on for an hour and a half. Uh, I know we said we were going to try to get shorter, but it's like, girl, we can't stop ourselves. <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Um, um, and do you want to have any last words? Um, and, like, I guess it's like, what I want to know is like, after hearing your story and after kind of progress and all this like how it led to like this sort of like bombastic coming out story um which is way more exciting than mine uh (laughs) uh how do you feel like your parents because there's other aspects about you that you haven't told them uh oh yeah um (laughs) the way i forget um yeah i'm Uh, non-binary now Or like not now, but it's like I feel yeah. like we should do a, like a whole episode on that aspect alone. But yeah, um, I want to know like how do you feel seeing how they reacted to you coming out as gay, or how do you feel like moving forward? Do you see like is it how, how do you feel about that? Like do you yeah? I. There are just so many things that I don't that I don't know right now. Um, I know that like my my mom did say that like you know she's okay for now, but I think that like it's 
always a challenge when you like come out and then people actually see you like in a gay relationship and stuff like that um, um and i still true. haven't like, gotten to the part of like telling my family i don't know how that's gonna look um i think for now honestly like my feelings about it is that i think i should just simmer where i'm at right now which is okay. just like rebuilding um yeah. i think rebuilding like with my parents um and just really mm -hmm. trying not to um over overshoot you know like or or yeah, try yeah. to like it's like you know um if i ever because the thing is like i felt the pull to like tell my parents right if i ever feel the pull to like tell a family member then that's when i'll start thinking about it and that's when i'll start like navigating yeah. it i think like now for now my focus is just trying to understand like the dust is settling you yes. know the dust is settling i'm trying to see like what remains what needs to be done like what can be you know what can be built on like the kind of foundation that we have now um I think so it's it's hard to it's hard to gauge. I think I also want to give them time to just digest for a bit. Yeah. Um because I I don't know like I'm not on a super like my honestly my next step is finding the girl or non-binary person in my dreams and then yeah. from that point on I can start thinking like oh maybe I need to start telling like more people or okay. like, whatever. Um but at this point like it it really opened up my mind because i really don't i really don't care for anybody else to know like i really really don't um it's more functional now it's like if i tell a family member like at least they'll know not to mention men around me i guess but it i don't um yeah there's no like i don't right now i don't necessarily want anybody else to know um in my family that's fair. so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what this means for like the future. Um, I hope it means that like my aunt or like not my aunt, um, my mom uh, loves whoever my partner is going to be. And like, I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like is involved in stuff. And like, um, cause I see like my, my parents really, really like my, my brother's girlfriend. And I'm like, I kind of want that because it's like it's it's like that like when you have somebody special you're like hey this is the person that i like a lot and then other people are like wow that's a special person and like they're really yeah. nice it's like it's like you want people to react that way so that's that's what i want um anything else honestly up until the point that i'm like ready to like be or up until the point where i'm like in a long-term relationship or like ready to get married or something i don't really know if it matters that much that people know I just I don't I don't care right now. I really that's, I think that's because it's like that feeling. Honestly, it's like that feel. It's the confidence boost that you get from like your parents being like, "Yeah, that's my bitch." It just hits different. Yeah, I really don't care about anybody else. I really don't care. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm actually like I'm happy to see it because I know you're somebody who like has this has been an anxiety you've had since. I bet you. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice to hear that it, the the road to possibly recovery is on the horizon. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to. Yeah, so I'm happy for you. You know, honestly, yeah. I think you need you deserve something like this, like a relationship. Thank with you. Brand. This is parents part two.
this is gonna be our last recording for the for the year. year. Um, but we have like plenty of other stuff for next year. We'll catch you all next time, all five of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, we see you. <laughs> we uh, do. But seriously, if you made it to like an hour plus of me rehashing uh two two years of my life, uh thanks for listening. Yeah. Um and if you ever have any thoughts, uh let us know on TikTok or on Instagram. Or honestly, I think I know most of our listeners. If you have any thoughts, just message me. <laughs> yeah, we, we need some feedback, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Oh, if you want us to talk about something, we can yes. also do that. That's cool. Yeah, we, feed, we need the feedback. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Queer Perspective. We'd love some feedback, so please leave some reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast or on Instagram at Queer Perspective Pod. See you next time.